y'all welcome back i i am so excited right now for so many reasons uh first of all gabe is here friend of the show you all know him all millions of you you, you love him and please welcome back pastor steve allen however tonight we are not going to do god talk it's actually going to be uh way different because steve and i we used to care a lot about wrestling and not like greco-roman like entertainment wcw wwf etc and uh and, and tonight we are so lucky to be joined by none other than the host of the Hard Mark podcast, Eric Donaldson. Dude, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for coming on. Where are you right now? How, how's life with COVID and things and what city and all that? Where are you at? I am good. Uh, we, I am in the great state of Washington. Uh, hey. Th things are progressing well. I am one shot, one jab deep uh, into my uh, vaccination cycle. So nice. I'm just waiting on that second one coming up in about a week or so. So I'm very much looking forward to getting out amongst the public again. Bro, I just got mine. I'm like 10 days till my next one. I cannot wait, brother. <laughs> cannot wait. Um, okay, so dude, I, I mean, obviously all y'all, I want to talk wrestling. And Eric, I kind of want to talk about your show as well, just whatever. But first, I need our millions of listeners to get to know you as a person. So we have a scientifically formulated thorough questionnaire. We're going to get to know you as a person. You're going to have to bear your soul here. Are, are you ready for some hard-hitting personal questions? I'm ready for the hardest science that you have for me, Joe. Hardest-hitting questions. We'll start off the top. If you had to win a food-eating competition right now, no prep, what food do you think you could eat more than the other three of us? I know you've never met us, but if we had to sit down and eat one food that you could eat the most, what would you pick? Ritz crackers. Ooh. Good one. Solid. Ooh. That's solid. a solid choice. It's an interesting choice because, and as Steve knows, Steve is my freshman year roommate, and he's seen me eat entire gallon boxes of goldfish at one time. <laughs> so I might be able to throw down with the Ritz cracker. We could do just the salty snack throwdown. I, th I, th I think we could go toe to toe, man. It'd For sure. It's tough to bet against Joe on that one. But. I see. Yeah, I, I'm not. I because I think that there's some gentlemen here that that can eat a sleeve of Ritz, but I can <laughs> very easily pound through a sleeve in a, in an evening. Just watching watching tv whatever yep. Yep. Uh, i've never attempted to but i think that i could pull it off you know i'm a bet on you sir i i i i, I, I like the cut of your jib so i, I go ahead and bet on you steve no and Dave, if y'all had to pick what would y'all pick if you just had to like pick a you know whatever what would, you go, what would you go with <sighs> mac and cheese man mac and cheese yeah like craft no, 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 that stuff will kill you, bro. I'm too old for that now. That, that, that's a bad idea. That'd be a bad weekend. No. Wait, then what do you eat? What? What mac and cheese do you eat? Oh, well, now I'll tell you, my, my wife makes an amazing mac and cheese. And it's like, did you, Luby's. Did you, you can go Luby's now. The guy from oh. Eric Washington, you might not know what Luby's is, but Luby's is the best mac and cheese ever. No. That's, that's the awesome. artist formerly known as Luby's. No. Creamy, perfect. I mean, it's delicious. I could eat, I could eat it by the Eric, bucket. Eric, have you... Have you been to a Luby's? you know what that is? I've never, I've never even heard of this before. Imagine if your high school cafeteria broke off and made a franchise, and they <laughs> served subpar lukewarm food, and it was all you can eat. Wow. Have you seen you really sold me. King of I the Hill? It. I hate it so oh, much. Oh, yes. Sure, sure, sure. So the Luann Platter? <laughs> yes. Uh, that okay. is actually a menu that item a... that you order for years, <laughs> for like my whole life. I walk in and I get the Luann platter at Luby's. Okay. So 
That's where um, that character's name comes from. I've been to a Bob Evans. What would you say, quality-wise, are these sort of on par with one another? No, Bob Evans is forward. Bob Evans and Jim Owens, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, are at least a step or two above Luis. No, Joe. No, that's blasphemy, bro. (laughs) Blasphemy. No way. No, Bob Evans, that's like Ryan's Steakhouse or something, man. Luby's is a step up from all that junk. It's like a Piccadilly was in the Old South. Oh, Again, I'm not helping my cause here with any of these. So all of that food is super gross. We're gonna left turn. Did any of y'all watch the Oscars? Did, did any, do any of you care? I I, I uh, love I the Oscars usually, and I I only do watched you? like 20 minutes. I was like, this is so boring. It was there was no clips, there was no music. I was like, this is the stupidest Dude. thing ever. Dude, I was texting with Eric during it. Eric and a couple other people on the podcast or whatever, and they were just like, what is going on? Like it's as if Eric said it's as if they set the bar purposely low, so next year will be better. You know what I mean? Like to, to where like post COVID they can be real. But yeah, it gave it, Eric. Actually, Eric, do you care at all about the Oscars? Let's just start there. I mean, I. I like movies fine, but I don't actually think that I had seen any of the films that were like nominated uh, for Best Picture this year. I hadn't either. Yeah, I, yeah. Gabe, have you seen any of them? Did you pay attention at all? Uh, we, I mean, I, we saw some movies this year, but I haven't even seen what was up for the Oscars. <laughs> I think they're just done as a thing, but doesn't matter. All right, next question, and this one's important, guys. I, I'm actually going to judge all three of you quite harshly. Can you spell the band Hanson correctly? Yeah. How do you spell it? H-A-N-S-O-N. No? Dang. Ooh. Is, that, is that incorrect? <laughs> I consider I myself a good speller. I, I beat Steve in the spelling bee in fourth grade. Wow. Steve's wow. face says he's says still he's pretty, still heard, pretty about heard about that. Call well, call I'm also going to just, word, just word. affirm that Gabe knows it because I know that Gabe was a big Umbop fan back in whatever that was. <laughs> I was. Okay. Gabe, name <laughs> any of y'all, name a different hand besides Umbop, name any other Hanson song. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, no. <laughs> I got nothing. Steve, you guys don't play Hanson at church? Are you, is, are you telling me that's not quite Sundays? You guys aren't singing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand, man. That, that's it. Yeah. That's it, dude. <laughs> oh, the Lordy. Bell tolls? Is that one of them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, last question here. Uh, we're going to start with Eric, but I want all three of your answers. And uh, Gabe, think about yours. And Steve, definitely think about your answer here. Eric, right off the bat, what is an ideal length of a vacation in Vegas? How many days is a oh. ideal Eric Vegas vacation? I know the answer to this. Let me think, because it's been a little bit since I've been to, to Las Vegas. I believe that the right answer is, um, ooh, I think it's three days. I, the, personally, that's about all I can stand. Yeah. Gabe, have you? Yeah, I know you gave you gambled. Three days tops. Yeah, Steve, do you even go to Vegas? I've never, I haven't been to Vegas since I was like 10 years old, but I'm going to say it's 48 hours sleepless. Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa. Partying hard. Chimney Christmas. Not bad. Have, Steve, have you ever gone 48 hours sleepless? Hours sleepless. <laughs> yes. You, Joe, you were my roommate when I was pledging, so you well know this. <gasps> oh, man. Can we just do an episode on that? I'm sure the answer is no, but can we just do an episode on that? You coming in at 3 a.m. with all sorts of things and stuff that I'm not going to say, but, man, I want to say it. But that's fair. That's fair. I forgot. You definitely have the 48 hours in you. Okay. Back to the sort of kind of topic at hand. Uh, Eric, dude, I I listened to a few episodes, and I love it. And for anybody listening, Hard Mark Podcast, uh, great show. Especially uh, the most recent one I listened to was the Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon bout. 
And I loved, uh, just personally, I loved your sing-song rendition of the Shawn Michaels theme song, <laughs> sir. Beautiful. Just, Thank you. Just beautiful. But I need to ask you a few things before we dive into wrestling specifically. Your show is called, is called The Hard Mark Podcast. Your name is Eric. Your co-host is Ryan. Who, yes. is, who is Mark? So, <laughs> okay, uh, I'll give you the short version of this, and then if you have any uh, clarifying questions, by all means, hit me with them. So years and years ago, I did another podcast with another friend of mine, not Ryan, not my current co-host, and we called that Soft Jonathan, which was like sort of a, a wink and a nod, like in-joke among my friends. And uh, when I wanted to start a new podcast, I was like, okay, how can I sort of tie these together? Anyone who used to listen to Soft Jonathan, how can I kind of let them know, hey, I have this new thing going on? And so a mark in wrestling terms, in carny terms, really, is somebody who is like somebody willing to pay money to watch your product. And so I was like, okay, if I just call this hard mark, then it's both tying in with the previous podcast project. And it's also sort of tied in with the wrestling topic. So that's the reason for the name. That is clever. Honestly, that's very clever. And yeah, Mark, I, I get it. That's friggin' awesome. Okay, so uh, also on the Shawn Michaels episode, and bro, you can you can uh, feel free to say kumquat and bail on this one. You said that uh, Ryan needs to use uh, his story as like a party icebreaker, his story of getting hit by a car, which yeah. in my opinion, he should. That's, that's a great icebreaker. That just, you can take left turns from that. But when you were telling him that, you casually said, I'm known as the poop guy? <laughs> What? I was. I wasn't. So to, to clarify, to clarify, and I'm not. I'm sure you were paying 100 percent attention. You had nothing else going on in Definitely your life when you were listening. Definitely to didn't this. have two kids near me. It's fine. <laughs> to clarify, though, I was the poop guy until uh, maybe five, six years ago. Now I'm the guy who went to the gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, they're both good things, but uh, but yes, I'm no longer the poop guy. I've, I've disavowed being the poop guy. The, the Juggalo guy. I know Steve's a big Juggalo. I, let me tell you right now. Big ICP whoop, whoop. guy. <laughs> that, is, that is wild. Um, I, didn't, I, I forgot we had talked about that or whatever. What was that like? Just if you can give a, a less than two-minute recap of what, what is that like? It was incredible. Uh, yeah? I, I, went in, I don't know. So the whole reason I did it was because I find as you're an adult, you are truly terrified very few times in life. Whereas when you're a kid, you're scared of like everything. You're scared of the dentist. You're scared of the doctor. And so I wanted to do something that was going to take me out of my comfort zone. And I would be like, I would feel fear again. And I remember driving into the campsite uh, for the gathering of the juggalos and just looking around and being like, I hope I don't get my ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) And the, the more, yeah, the more time we spent there, they were the nicest people they were just so like, like they to be fair they were not the most intelligent group of folks but they were like super nice uh i really really enjoyed hanging out with them but the one thing you have to keep in mind when it comes to juggalos uh do not cross them because they will get you uh, i saw a man his car so he was going around slashing people's tents open and grabbing stuff out of them uh which is just generally a no-no yeah you're uh, a jerk you're can't do that yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be a dick. Uh, P- that's just that's simple. PSA, don't don't steal things out of people's tents, but you especially yeah. don't steal from juggalos. And so <laughs> when they found this guy, they basically uh, uh, beat the shit out of him. And then they took his car and they literally with their bare hands started tearing it apart. And by the time they were done, it was just a frame. There was no seats Whoa. left. The doors had been ripped off. Uh, they had taken other cars and drove over 
his car and they towed it in front of the stage while POD was playing. And that was one of the most surreal experiences of my entire wow. life. That is amazing. I, it was wow. really good. All right. Yeah. I might, if I ever get the chance post COVID, I might have to go check that out. Okay. <laughs> to pull us back to topic. And this is where I want to start here. And this question is for all of you, which happened first. You realized wrestling was fake or you realized Santa was Satan. This is a trick question. That was a stupid question to throw back to a joke that Steve and I used to go at maybe seventh grade. Anyways, Christmas, Santa E, when did you see through that or when did you see through wrestling? Which happened first? This is still a trick question. <laughs> because I think, for, me, for me, it's wrestling, wrestling I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure. The wrestling was fake? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that I knew wrestling was fake early on. How early? Like, well, we weren't allowed, so we weren't, the first, when when wrestling was really big in the late 80s and whatever, I remember friends watching it during the height of that, the golden age. Uh, and we weren't allowed to watch it, which is hilarious because my mom, like she thought it was too violent. We we're going to do stuff against each other. Yet she put us in Taekwondo and we were allowed to watch every violent film ever made. But we couldn't watch wrestling, <laughs> go figure. So, uh, uh, so I remember her saying that it's all fake, it's all fake. So that was like the, the story early on. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty early. And then I got in during but the you, new but, attitude era. Yeah, I was like, your mom, we used to have WrestleMania events, I mean, at your house. Like, we, I, I know I have broken your mother's bakeware over people's heads. <laughs> like, I, we've dented, dented baking sheets in your mother's home. I think you got a concussion, if she, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suplex, you, you know, step, step ladders. ladders. Uh, yeah, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy ran in and knocked me off of a chair. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eric, is, I'm sure most kids, you know, we all gather around for WrestleMania when we were like 12 ish. and We, you know, practiced the moves and all that. And there was, I, f I think we were all there for the Hell in a Cell match when, uh, when Undertaker threw Mankind off. And we reenacted that nonsense. And I legit got knocked out. Like, no big deal. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure your mom was excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening to this episode, uh, surprise, that happened. She never knew until right now. <laughs> so here's. Here's where I have a problem with your question, Joe, and where I do say yeah, I'm intrigued. this is kind of a trick question. Philosophically, like, okay, the question, what did you realize wrestling wasn't real? That has an assumption tied into the question that wrestling is not real. Which part of wrestling are you saying isn't uh, real? Touché, because sir. when Mankind was thrown off a cage. That was real. That was real, real. He fell real. a lot. I mean, it, uh, what's his name? Friggin' died coming in on the was it Bret Hart Owen Hart Owen Hart Which, Owen, Owen Hart, Hart. friggin literally like so that's that is quite quite real but you know I mean like when did you realize it was scripted I suppose you, you know what I mean like and, and I'll admit like fourth grade I totally believed it was real in fact I have a specific memory I won one of those like magazine sale contests that they do for kids you know the ones where like kids will sell $500 worth of magazines and they give you like a $20 little gift because that's that's you know it's child labor. It's fine. But I, th yeah, I remember I had actually won or something. And by that, I mean my mom sold it to all her friends, so I didn't do anything. But anyways, it was me and, like, a couple of older kids. I was in, like, fourth grade. They were in fifth grade. And I think we went to, like, the aquarium or the zoo, whatever. On the drive back, they were talking about how wrestling was fake. And I remember specifically, I was in fourth grade, and I remember pretending that I also thought it was fake to be cool. But then when I got <laughs> home, I was just like, it's not fake. I still think it. Like, I genuinely, that was a real, real thing. But speaking of real, real things, that's going to bring us to this week's quiz. Everybody, get excited. I have a bunch of real names of wrestlers. So you guys are going to have to guess what their stage names are. To start, this one's pretty easy. Steven James Anderson. Can you guess who Steven James Anderson might be? Steve Austin? 
Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin. This next one's even easier. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I have. Are you sure about that? Ooh, Is that hold a, on. Am I wrong? I googled it at least, but maybe I got lied to. I was under the impression that his real name was Steve Williams. I'm looking at Google right now. Stephen James Anderson. Stephen Austin. Dude, born Stephen James Anderson, later okay. changed his name to Stephen James Williams as an American uh, actor. Ah, wait, he wow. might have legally These changed. Uh, this correct. is according to. Okay. I'm looking at Google right now, and it's on. Well, it's on a Wikipedia article, so take that for what it's worth. Oh no, here's one on IMDb. Same thing. Okay. Kick ass. Weird. All right. Well, I, I mean, learned something today. To be Thank fair, you, sir. I've been wrong a lot on this show, so it's <laughs> it is fine. <laughs> Stump the wrestling guy with wrestling stuff. <laughs> Uh, okay, Michael Sean Hickenbottom. Sean Michaels? Yeah. Gabe's two for two. All right, here's where it's going to get a little more difficult, guys. This one, oh, you might better get this one. Randall Mario Pofo? Or rowdy. Pofo? Rowdy, rowdy. Rowdy, Randy, uh, right? Poffo, yeah, that's uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Randy Savage, Randy. Yes, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. yes, it Son is. Son of Angelo Poffo, brother of Leaping Lanny Poffo, the genius. Whoa. Eric with the deep cuts. Do I, I love it. I love bonus it. Bonus point? I don't know if I get a bonus No, yeah, absolutely bonus yes. points. Absolutely yes. bonus points. Yes. All right. So right now, Gabe has two, Eric has two. Steve, I, I need more from you. <laughs> I really need I really more need from you, bro. Here we go. Here we go. Terry Jean Bolea? Hulk Hogan, I got it in first. Hey, there it is, there it is. Okay, two more. So, Steve, you're going to need both of these to win. Paul White. Paul White. The Giant. Big show. Big show. Oh, man. Guys, it's two to two to two. This is the. This is it right here. This wins all of it. We're all tied at two, I believe. All right, hands on buzzers. Get ready. Paul Michael Levesque. Levesque. Triple H. Bang, bang. Dang, we quick, have dude. a winner. I love it, dude. All of uh-huh. these, like, so many of those, like, they, like Shawn Michaels is probably my favorite wrestler, but Michael Shawn, and he just switched it. Like, that's, that's really yeah. not that clever. I, I, I kind of want And Hickenbottom. That's also uh, a, an interesting last name. I'm dropping Hickenbottom for sure. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not blaming him for that. Okay, you so, know dude, my f- Eric, oh, you Oh, do you know said- what my favorite wrestler name, like, real-life wrestler name is? Hit me. Uh, Monty Sop. Monty Som. Uh, Sop. S-O-P-P. Monty Sop. And I'm sure uh, everybody here has probably at least seen this gentleman at least once. There's not really any clues in the name, but that is my favorite <laughs> yeah, I got uh, real-life wrestler name. Who is he? I mean, you're welcome to guess if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> this is Attitude Era. This is the height of the Attitude Era. I'll even give you a hint. Uh, Degeneration X. X-Pac. Uh, Billy Gunn. Oh. Mis- Mr. Ass. I Billy forgot Gunn. he joined them. Yeah. Man, D-Generation X had so many different, like, they, they were by far, in my opinion, D-Generation X is cooler than NWO. Just my opinion there. But they, they were, the, they, but they had so many different iterations. It just it went back and forth so many times. Mm-hmm. Wow. China and all that stuff, yeah. Oh, dude, China. That, all right, so, okay. You, Eric, you said briefly you considered becoming a wrestler. Is, is that right? Am I reading too much into that? No, no, yeah, that's correct. I, I was, you know, much like every other child of the 80s, I was like, Heck I could be yeah. a pro wrestler, that sort of thing, yeah. 
I love it. So, okay, it, I don't necessarily, and I'm going to ask all of you all this, so everybody prepare. I don't necessarily mean pick a song. I don't necessarily even necessarily want a, like a name or, or a title of a song. But what kind of intro music would you want? Would you want, you know, like special effects, like the breaking glass or like, you know, guns or something or like hard guitars? Or would you aim for like rap? Steve, I'm guessing you might be country. But anyways, Eric, what would your like intro, you know what I mean? Just, just like genre-esque, what would you be aiming for? I think I think I'd probably go rock. I think every good, really solid theme song has like a really strong opening to kind of grab people's attention. Like yes. you mentioned, the glass shattering with Steve Austin. Yep. Um, you know the rock like yelling like if you smell the rock like that sort of yep. like you need something to get, grab people's attention. I don't know what my sound effect would be. I'm open, open to any, to any ideas, ideas though. though. I, I I'm trying to think. Did anybody use like barking dogs? Because I feel like yeah, that would there catch. Was. Like that's that's a. Wasn't the junkyard dog? Did somebody do that? Or something like that. Oh, that? yeah. He yeah. might have. Ooh, a wolf howl. I would do a wolf howl. The, but they say, and that, that was wolf pack thing, yeah. right? That's, oh, ah, dang, dang that's it. already been taken, dang too. Uh, uh, what, uh, uh, how about penguins? Whatever noise <laughs> penguins you, Unicorns. Make. I'm definitely yeah. unicorn sounds. Yeah, unicorn <laughs> fart. <laughs> no, I, I, I think because you're right. You have to. The first two seconds has to be a pop. There has to be yeah. a, a reason for the crowd to go. Oh, here we go. It's whoever the whatever your name is. <laughs> Gabe, what would the Undertaker's you be bell toll? Man, the bell toll was so iconic. Yes, yeah, when the one. when the state yeah, and the stadium iconic. drops black. When you can time lights and and lights and sound or fireworks and sound because obviously that's gonna that's gonna pop. Okay. Gabe, you going rock or where, where are you aiming there? I think I got it. Um, okay. Something that makes the hair on my arms stand up and give me instant anxiety every single time. Hearing my daughter cry first thing in the <laughs> That's the first thing. That's, that's the song for lights, for lights and sound, just all the lights in the house go up. Like it's just normal. It's like, wake up, 6 a.m., get your ass out of bed. And oh then my God. the song is either... Um, like Radiohead Creep, just because I love that song and it yeah, fits. Huh, fair enough. And uh, or that, <laughs> or that other, other one. one, Steve. That um, I don't mind the sun sometimes. Gosh, Pepper. Taste you on my lips. <laughs> yeah, that one. Pepper by Butthole Surfers. That's the reference. Yeah, that's, there. It, yes. that's it. That's it. Haven't heard Butthole Surfers wow. in a while. That's yeah. it. Wow, Steve. Yeah, it's for the best. I think it's for the best for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you going? Are you going country or am I? Am I, I don't want to pitch you. No, you know, much. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, Kane and the Taker were my two guys back in the day, and there was that intimidating kind of like mysterious sound that yeah. I was totally mm -hmm. digging. So I, I would go for something more, more along those lines. Now, more ominous. Yeah, more ominous. Yeah. I can dig. I can dig. Like an I orchestral sort of tune, very. Ooh, Epic eerie sounding. back, yeah, eerie. Yeah. Uh, I almost said back. Can, back, I, back can I think back a question off this for Eric? I'm curious to know from the because we get an attitude era. Greatest single time entrance Ooh. for a match because I I already told you my favorite, so you can guess what my favorite entrance of all time was. <laughs> was that when Undertaker came in from underneath? Well, Undertaker came WrestleMania 14 with the Druids, the Flames. And he had that cape and walked in. Uh, and Pete Rose, Kane came and did the Tombstone Power Driver on Pete Rose. I mean, that whole, that entire match is classic in my book. But I, I love that entry. That but I, I'm, Eric's, Eric's the connoisseur here of wrestling, so I'm curious to know if he has a favorite from that era. The aficionado. Yeah, indeed. Um, man, I'm trying to think of that era. It felt like, 
Oh gosh, the Undertaker seemed like he got all like the really cool entrances. Like there was the one where Shawn Michaels was like zip lining. The down. zip line was awesome. That was easy. I mean, I guess I have to go that one. I think my favorite all time though is a different Undertaker one. In like later WrestleMania years, there was one time where he was like almost levitating down to the ring, and there were these hands coming from underneath him, like grabbing at him, and like that was just an amazing visual. I remember. That's spooky. That's yeah. That- that's that ominous tone that Steve's going for. Yeah. I like it. I just can't get over a crying baby. That's such a good intro. <laughs> That's such a good, like, you want to talk about attention grabbing. Every parent in the audience is like, what? Huh? What? what is hell? that me? Is, is that mine? Huh? huh? Oh, God. Oh, oh, no. Did I forget? Where's the babysitter? <laughs> oh, no. Someone call the yes. babysitter. Anxiety. Oh, that could be your ring name. Panic. You could be the babysitter. The babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. I like this character. Oh, I, I really like it. it. This is, oh, this is a license to print money, gentlemen. Yeah, I dude. Sit on dude. your bed. And, <laughs> and printing money. Hey, yo. And printing money, they do. I looked up a lot of these guys, how much they made. Like, it's absurd. Hulk claims in the late 80s he was making over $10 million a year. Now, verifiably, it's closer to $3 million, But regardless, in the late 80s, $3 million a year is insane. After, I mean, That's just a small percentage, down. right? I mean, most of those guys basically living in poverty and they didn't have any health insurance or anything like that right i mean that, oh, dude that's it if you're the top no if you're the top you're making money if you're the bottom you're literally an independent contractor like they they, they don't even have you signed as technically an employee you're like a like a w9 or whatever the hell like they don't even you're not even technically in their employee you're just an independent yeah. contractor it's and that's true crazy. actually even the top guys too they don't even consider them full-time employees or anything which has been a big like hullabaloo over the past year or so in, in interesting wrestling. I yeah. would have thought for sure by now, like, you know, the big names, like Brock Lesnar or somebody, I would have thought for sure that they would have had a contract, but they're all, like, you know, one-off jobbers, essentially, even though they're millionaire jobbers, but they're all jobbers? Well, they're uh, they're under contract, but it's an independent contractor contract, and so they're not they're not eligible for benefits or anything like that. Like, Whoa. over the past year, this has become a whole big thing because, not to get too much into the modern-day stuff, but um, <laughs> a lot of the guys were doing stuff like Twitch or Cameo and these other sort of alternate means of kind of getting money during the pandemic. And the WWE shut that down saying like, you can't do that, that's infringing upon our copyrighted trademarks and blah, 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 blah. And so even though all the wrestlers are independent contractors who don't qualify for benefits through the company, wow. the WWE was still saying, you you can't do these side things, which is completely illegal if yeah. anyone had the, had means, the means to like, to like fight, fight it. it. In the, in the court, court law. So was, no, is no, the history no. behind that that they, like, they were independent contractors because they could go wrestle with a different organization or entity back when it was regionalized, or they go overseas, or oh, what? Yeah, what's the yeah. history for, or is it just a way of skirting around benefits? No, that you're absolutely right. Like back in the the '60s, '70s, and and for the early part of the '80s, anyway that's absolutely what it was like you were just kind of there as an independent contractor like they were just telling you hey you need to be here in this town at this time but if you were working other shows with other companies on your days off like hey that's up to you but wwe since they kind of went national even though they're technically under the that independent contractor label if you really look at what constitutes an independent contractor wwe wrestlers do not fall under that guideline whatsoever yeah that's wild. I mean, I wonder, I mean, they're making video games with their likeness. They're making action figures with their likeness. By no means are they independent in the least, and yet they're not allowed to go do independent things. That is wild. 
Yeah. No, if like if you wanted to do let's say you were a WWE wrestler and you wanted to do like a movie, you would absolutely need to get permission from the WWE to like do that. You could not just step away and be like, Hey, I'm gonna be out for a little while. It doesn't work that way with them. That is wild. Yeah. See, but then on they're, the other they're hand they're a bad company. Dude, yeah. But then on the other hand, there's people like Shawn Michaels. He took a four-year hiatus because he was, quote-unquote, nursing an injury. And they still yeah. paid him seven fifty a year. They yeah. almost paid him a million a year to not wrestle. Like, that, that is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, some of these guys, like the Ultimate Warrior, who Steve and I used to love, he made $2 million in two years. From 90 to 91, he made $2 million. Like, that, I would have thought for sure that they would have just, like, you know, wrapped him into their employ. But absolutely right. not. Like, yeah. that's just, like, a different... And then you couldn't... Uh, the few guys that I looked up, like, when, uh, like, Diesel went from WWF to WCW, he couldn't go by Diesel. He had to go by Kevin Nash. But right. then when he went back to WWF, WCW was like, well, technically Kevin Nash is your stage name here, so you can't even call yourself your own name. We own yeah. the rights to that. Like, the, the business side, and I obviously, did, Eric, you probably know way more than me, clearly, but the little bit that I've been looking up for this episode, it was like, these guys are shady. Man, like it is a yeah. it is a murky lake oh oh wrestling that these guys are putting up with here. Well, and I can actually give you an example that I, I'm sure most of the folks on the line here today, like everybody remembers the the Dudley boys from the Attitude Era. Oh yeah, yeah, Jared was a man. Yeah, Bubba Ray and Devon, etc. So like they originally started in ECW, and then they went to the WWF, still as the Dudley boys, same characters that they had been been previously. They eventually left. WWF or WWE by by the time they actually exited the company but because they had never put in the paperwork to like officially own their names WWE was like no 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 you can't be the Dudley boys outside of this company you have to change your name so then they went by the name Team 3D instead so it's there's countless things that you can point to of just shady business practices of here's as long as we're shitting on WWE, I'll say one do more it. thing. Because I it. haven't had the platform to do this before, and this seems like the <laughs> opportune time. Of all the wrestling companies that exist out there in the world today, like there's New Japan, uh, there's AEW All Elite Wrestling, there's countless smaller companies, etc. Only one has let go of any of their wrestlers, and that's the WWE. And they also, while only being while being the only company that has let go of any of their wrestlers, they have been making record profits from their TV deals and the WWE Network deals. They're making billions of dollars while also casting people out and firing them in the middle of a pandemic. It's so. it's staggering. The, the more that comes to light, and this is just a, a cultural criticism I have, it, the more that comes to light about any big business. Any billionaire business right now, any information that comes out, it's rarely, dare I say, never positive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. can y'all name a single big, big company that has any positive pub lately? Like, it, even Tesla, like Elon's getting ripped lately. Like, everybody, mm. all of these big companies, they all, it seems, they all got there doing really terrible shit. Well, I'm sure Coca-Cola's doing great things for their people out there. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Putting kids They're through college. I'm, hey, come I'm, on, I'm, sure. in Georgia. I'm in Georgia over here. you got to be nice, man. That's a big part of our economy. Come on, guys. <laughs> guys, it's Coke's for the kids. Come on, guys. I'm going to start dogging Starbucks okay, in a second, bro. Come on, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. How do you yeah. do not don't, don't you dare. That's, That's fighting right. for us. 
You're... I've been scrolling through my notes trying to look for the guy, and I cannot find his name, so I apologize. But I swear to you this happened. I found it on multiple different websites trying to verify, and I can't believe I'm not being able to find where I wrote this down. But there was a guy that was in WCW, and he wanted to go to WWF back when that was still like, a, you know, they were still the two big pillars. And yeah. there was a whole angle that he was doing where if he lost a fight, he got fired. And he said, he, he talked to the, the big wigs. He was like, look, you guys need to really give me a real pink slip, a real fireable pink slip that I can show on camera when I lose. And so they did. And they actually signed it. And all the big wigs signed it. And even though it was just a prop, he literally took that to court, got his way out, bounced and went to WWF and made more money. Even though it was technically a fake stage prop, all the right people actually signed it. And he was like, finally, oh I'm out. Gosh. I got this yep. to any bounce. That's how shade, like, dudes had to pull that's that funny. kind of stuff to try and get out. Like, that's that's craziness, man. Yeah. Like, it's uh, insane. That was Brian Pillman. That's who, yes, yeah, that was thank Brian you. Pillman. It was yeah. Brian Pillman. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Thank you for knowing that offhand because for the life of me, I couldn't freaking find his name. Who also, <laughs> uh, I, I just uh, horribly or whatever, he ended up having a big problem with pills. How, how, how about that? Like, yeah, yeah, and then he—he's one. Of, actually, I think he was kind of the first like major wrestling death, as far as like somebody under the employ of like yeah a, a major company still on um, TV, still yeah, still big, and apparently, yeah. apparently a lot of these guys like painkillers. I mean, I can't imagine when I mean not even just Undertaker throwing mankind up like hell in a cell, like just taking a regular beating, even you know just taking a couple clotheslines, like that's gonna hurt. Like I imagine yeah. these guys take. As much as NFL players, if not more, you know what I mean. Like that's got to oh, be. Yeah. In fact, I can't it, imagine. Like maybe NFL, but otherwise, would you say wrestling's the second like most physically damaging? I would say. So it's it's hard to say because like with football, and I've I've actually had the same conversation on on Hardmark before with with Ryan. With football, you at least have the benefit of like you were attempting to break your fall. So, like, you can put your arm down, like, you can do things to, like, sort of protect yourself and whatnot. In wrestling, it's almost the opposite, where you're trying to, like, protect yourself, but at the same time, you want it to make, you want to make it look good. Mm -hmm. So, you're not putting your hands down, you're just laying down, like, you're just slamming yourself flat on your back. I've heard that a normal bump uh, is basically equivalent to, like, a 20-mile-per-hour car crash that Ooh. you're just kind of taking over and over and over. And so, that's what wears down guys spines that's why they have to have like fusion surgery and stuff like that so yeah i'd say it's probably right up there with football and especially with the guys that are doing more high risk stuff like there's a huge risk of like you know breaking your ankle or stuff like that dude dude that's that's a good question too like if, if you guys were going to be wrestlers and right now you get to just create your own physical stature you can make yourself seven feet tall and be cane or you can be a luchador what what kind of style would y'all be if you could genuinely make yourself whatever size you want to be what would you aim for because i'll admit luchadors are my favorite the high flying double back flip hurricane radas like that's that kind of stuff amazes me would y'all aim for that or would you go you know what what, what direction, what would, direction you be going? would you be going i i i, I want to hear stone answer, answer over here yeah definitely <laughs> i would i would i would want to be you know like a cane or undertaker size because you don't you don't have to do the, the stunts that are so insane when you're that size. No one's expecting you to do that kind of stuff because your size is so menacing. So I think you have a greater longevity. And there's just that intimidation factor. Man, like when The Undertaker came in that first Survivor Series, was it 93 or 94, whenever, uh, whenever that was? You know, his physical stature just dwarfed everybody. And, man, he just was able to call the shots ever since then. He could uh, just, yeah, you're not wrong. 
quick note actually about that real quick not to not to overwhelm the, the conversation but you mentioned the undertakers thing and we had the conversation earlier about do you remember like when you thought wrestling was real when you realized it was fake now that i'm thinking back at it it was two undertaker matches that both made me think it was real and for about a year and a half i was convinced professional wrestling was real and then then i knew wrestling was fake also because of another undertaker match okay his debut which was Survivor Series of 1990. I know that because it was the very first pay-per-view I ever ordered. 90. 1990. Uh, he was in a, a big four-on-four tag match against uh, a couple different people, Dusty Rhodes. Bret Hart was one of those guys. Man. Bret Hart was in the ring. It was down to him versus Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Bret Hart lost the match. He immediately sits up, and he's not mic'd up or anything, but you can clearly read his lips. And there's a shot of him just sitting up after he loses to DiBiase, and you just hear, you can see him say, fuck. And in my seven year old brain, I was like, well, he wouldn't swear unless this was real. So this has got to, this has got to be a real, a real contest here. <laughs> he has to be real. It's got to be real. You can't cuss and act. That's not how that works. Right, exactly. You, you couldn't possibly put on that much of a, of a performance here. This has got to be the real deal. And then I was convinced, that, or I knew that wrestling was fake when I saw Jake the Snake versus Undertaker and Undertaker Tombstone Jake, and his head wasn't even close Near. to the floor. And I was like, okay, there's something up. I thought you were going to say probably... him versus the, uh, what was his name? The giant, who was this like seven foot eight guy in the Las Vegas? That was a horrible giant match. Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. Oh, that was so yeah. bad. Such a horrible match. That guy couldn't even move. Anyone... <laughs> that guy, does anyone else remember this this human being? No, he was really, I mean, he was over seven feet tall. I don't remember this guy. It was his know. uniform. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was, that was really <laughs> I'll do my best to describe it. So Giant Gonzalez, legit seven foot six. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks had actually drafted him. <laughs> uh, and and the Atlanta Hawks, I think back in those days, were at least like par- partially owned or something by Ted Turner, who also owned WCW. Yeah. They quickly realized this guy's not going to be a basketball player. So let's <laughs> make him a wrestler. So he kind of floated around wrestling for a little while. Eventually the WWF got hold of him. And they put him in a, a full body suit with like air airbrushed muscles. Like he looked naked no. if you didn't know any better. But it was like a naked nude bodysuit with strategic hair covering his his nether regions and his butt crack and stuff like that. This is awful. Who who <laughs> greenlighted this? The creative genius of Vince McMahon, of course. Oh, God, Vince. Uh, dude, yeah. The, the, the more I read up about him, he was just, a, I mean, and still, uh, oh, my yes. God, Steve is showing That's his pictures. Terrible. That seriously looks like, that looks like a like a created character. Like, that looks like a me gone wrong. We'll just say, you, like you could not do this in 2021, wrong. folks. This just would no. not fly, no, friends, man. for many reasons. Some of the old stuff, some of the old stuff I was watching, just old clips and stuff, you can't do half of that anymore. Like, it, it's just, mm. it is, A, there was a lot of, like, weird old homophobic shit, but we don't got to go down that road because that's just, yeah. you know, obviously, don't be homophobic, don't be a dick. But, like, in the 90s, that was still funny, I guess, or whatever, mm. and that was just weird. They did, do you guys remember this? They did a real boxing match. Do, do you guys remember this? Butterbean. for all? Butterbean, yeah. yes. The actual real professional very good boxer 
there was a brawl for all, and they put like six or seven actual wrestlers in a ring, not with Butterbean to start, but they put like six or seven dudes in a ring and let them really fight. Like, not, not scripted. It was just like, all right, whoever, which one of y'all, like, genuinely wins, genuinely, and Bart Gunn, in 1999, actually won. He beat the other wrestlers. So they put Bart Gunn, who is, like, eight inches taller than Butterbean, and Bart Gunn is jacked, or at least, like, the 99 jacked, which, you know, it's, like, very puffy yeah. jacked. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. He's got the Roy gut. Yeah, exactly. And Butterbean looks like a friggin' Pokeball, because it's just what he is. And <laughs> this fight, <laughs> Jerry Lawler is commenting on it. It genuinely this fight lasts 34 seconds and Jerry Lawler doesn't even get out a sentence he goes I think without a doubt Butterbean has the advantage here and he doesn't even finish that sentence and Butterbean knocks down Bart Gunn Bart Gunn stand that's at 31 seconds Bart Gunn stands up literally three seconds later Butterbean gives a left and then a right hook that destroys him the fight is over in 34 seconds that's the that so I, I'm kind of I'm saying that on purpose to lean into like I know obviously anybody that's a wrestler would whoop me or would whoop anybody I know. But would you? Do you think there are any wrestlers that really could go toe to toe with like good boxers? You know what I mean? Like because Floyd Mayweather has done wrestling and he like sort sure. of kind of fought the big show. But like, do you think there's anybody that could actually put up a real fight? You know what I mean? In a box, I think boxing is just so specialized where, like, I, I don't think you could just pull a pro wrestler off of the street and have them be, like, a successful boxer. Now, like, mixed martial arts, that might be a different story. Like, we yeah. saw Brock Lesnar, who yeah. is just, like, I mean, granted, I'm sure that there's some enhancements going on there. But at the same time, that dude's, like, a freak athlete. Yeah. To anyone who did not play college football. And then can walk on to an NFL team, even though he was on the practice squad. He didn't Doesn't make it matter. to like the full season. But like that's an incredible athletic specimen. And so I think that you would have better luck in like a mixed martial arts setting because a lot of those guys do have like amateur backgrounds, but boxing probably not. That's a great point. Yeah, I have to go with that. I mean, we just saw recently out of I mean, I'm a YouTube guy. So the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight oh, man. Uh, is an example of that. I mean, Jake Paul's fought now three arguably nobodies in the bo in the boxing scene. Yeah, he's Nathan fought me. Robinson, great job. <laughs> um, yeah, the other YouTuber and then Ben Askren, who was a wrestler, yeah. a you know Olympic wrestler, collegiate wrestler, amazing. And, I mean, wrestler. he lost in yeah, a really good wrestler, and he lost to Jake Paul <laughs> because he Jake Paul is actually a pretty legitimate technical boxer. Yeah. Like his mm. technique and form is on point. And um, yeah, whooped whooped Ben Askren, just yeah. like national wrestler. Yeah, professional fighter Ben Askren. But Ben yeah. obviously is not a striker. I mean, everybody knows that. No. He, he, sure. Even casual MMA fans know he's not. Like that's not his thing. Right. But yeah, I, I guess I'd be curious. Well, that's just going down a left turn. But I'd be curious to see if Jake Paul ever fights anybody who's ever had like a boxing background. Like, It'll get there. It'll you think get, so? If he doesn't, if he doesn't get thrown in jail for you know any of his mischievous dealings in the past, then yeah, he. He he'll fight somebody because he's he's a name. He draws money. I mean, yeah, that's where that's where the that's what is makes the Mayweather these happen. Fight happening between the two of them, or is that just like an open challenge at the moment? I is saw that, that Logan Paul and Mayweather. Okay, but I, I I think it was a rumor. I don't know. I'm a, I need to Google it to see if it's actually true. Because but that's something that people are trying to push yeah. at least a little bit. Yeah, Logan. I mean, I mean, Jake has been calling out Conor McGregor forever, but you know. These fights will probably happen because Jake's going to keep, you know, progressively picking like a little bit better fighter. And eventually I do think that some of these big names are going to take 
fights with the Pauls because there's so much money in it. As you see that, there's no, there's no celebratory. If you get a victory, you don't get to be like, I, I beat one of the Paul brothers. But if, <laughs> if there's a couple mil on the line, like I guess, yeah. you know, I mean, cash grab. Like obviously, people cash grab before. Because people want to see these YouTubers get their asses kicked. Finally, I do. someone I do. once and for all, please shut them up. It's gonna happen. I was on record uh, with Clay from our jiu-jitsu episode and a couple other episodes, but I was on record with Clay. I was like, dude, Nate is going to knock him out. I was like, Nate is a, a freak athlete. I mean, the guy had like a 50-inch vertical in his prime. He could bench like damn near 400 pounds. Like, he's going to crush him. Nope. No, he's not. So, like, they, May, I mean, clearly, you know, I, I would imagine Mayweather would destroy either one of them just because you can't hit him. That's just a different thing. But even just like a, a standard middling, mid-range boxer. I, you would think... I'm surprised nobody stepped up just to like, I mean, even if there's not, I mean, 500 grand, I have no idea what I'm talking about it's with coming. money. That, you, you would think, right? Like, it's yeah, coming. you would think. Does, <laughs> there's just so many celebrities that, that have dipped into wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, well, like way too many, like Raven Simone. Uh, she didn't actually wrestle, but she was in like a, a, an, an in-ring segment in WrestleMania 24. Like Pam Anderson, same thing, I, WrestleMania 11. I blocked 11. Raven Simone out of my, out of my brain, but I, that does sound familiar. Dude, you, you, know, you know what uh, her wrestling is? It's so Raven. Get it? <laughs> guys, guys, come on now, he, guys. We got it. <laughs> he, said, he said the thing. He it was, said I it. was literally, yeah, I wrote that down three days ago. I'm, I'm an asshole. LT. <laughs> LT Lawrence Taylor uh, fought in WrestleMania 11. Uh, pop quiz: Who did he fight against? I know, but I'll let other people. Answer. I dude, I saw it in your face. I was like, oh, he does know. I'm trying to dig back in my brain. Uh, he had no, like head tattoos and a lot of fire on his stuff. Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Wait. Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. <laughs> All right, and this is one that Eric might not know. I'm trying to dig deep here. Bonus points. Who was LT's ring manager? Also an NFL superstar. It was well. I think he had a couple. Was it Steve McMichael? Uh, it could have been. That's to be fair. I don't know. I just have the one guy written down that I saw in a clip. Okay. It was Reggie White came into it with him. So that like, right. Reggie White was just standing ringside. He didn't do nothing, but he was standing ringside. He was actually like, and this is, and there are so many like Mr. T and Hulk Hogan wrestled in in, sure. in, the, in WrestleMania one. Like I said, Floyd Mayweather in the Big Show, which is stupid. But hey, here's something, uh, pop quiz: What injury did the Big Show actually sustain? Real life injury did he sustain from the Floyd Mayweather wrestling thing? Real life, he got hurt. What happened? Oh, didn't he like break his jaw or something? His nose. Mayweather was supposed to be pulling punches, but he let one slip and actually broke the Big Show's nose. And apparently there's an interview that I cannot find, but according to a different podcast I was listening to, they were like, yeah, the Big Show wanted to rip him apart. Like, after the <laughs> fight, he was like, you motherfucker, if you ever, I will fart. Like, it's the last man you want mad at you is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I remember, actually, I remember that. Big Show was, like, down on one knee. Yes. So he was, like, at head level with yeah. Mayweather. Because otherwise, there's no, no way. No, it's that... dumb. I watched, <laughs> I, the, the fight is stupid. It's so bad. It's so Oh, yeah. But like the big show's tired, so he's like on his knee catching his breath, and he mm -hmm. catches him with one. Like it, Mayweather can punch, obviously, and he catches him with one. And you see Big Show's like face kind of recoil, and you can see it on his eyes. Like motherfucker, this is fake. Like stop right. it. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous, man. All right, uh, last question as far as the celebrities. Um, what was that show? I can't believe I just spaced on it because I've got all their names written down, but I don't have the show. Uh, uh, the New Jersey show, Jim Tan Laundry. Jersey sure. Yeah, Jersey oh, yeah. Shore. Which Jersey Shore person actually wrestled in WrestleMania 27? In the ring, real match, tried Snooki. to pin a person. 
It was Snooky. How'd you know that? Because I love Snooky and I love Jersey Shore. <laughs> 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 I love Trash TV. You really do? Uh, oh, we're gonna oh, do a whole, we're gonna do a whole TV. Jersey Shore episode now. You love Snooky. I love Trash TV, man. And Jersey Shore set the bar, set a new era of Trash TV. I mean, it did. I'll get, I mean, the fact that I still know Jim Tan Laundry, and I've never seen an actual episode of that show. I, I've never, oh, I don't wow. know anything about these people, but oh, I know their catchphrases. I know, like, too. the one guy had the, the abs or the situation. Like, they oh, really did. Yeah. They, they broke, they pierced the veil on that one because I was yeah. certainly paying attention. That's, That's friggin' wonderful. crazy. Snooki wow. is actually undefeated at WrestleMania, just for the record. She's never, oh, never yeah, lost 100%, at WrestleMania. 100%, baby. She won that fight. I didn't, I didn't actually watch yeah. the fight. I saw it, was a, it was a tag <laughs> match. It was her and another. It was a dude. Her and some dude is the yeah. picture I saw in the ring. And there was a bunch of drama, actually. I mean, not a bunch of drama. Some drama around that match because the dude was pissed that he was teaming with Snooki. He thought it should have been his girlfriend that he was teaming with instead. So it was a whole big thing online. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that match so drama. funny. Oh man, I love it. All right, well, to to sort of, I mean, I don't even know how you wrap this thing up, but uh, but I've got a couple of, I got a, I've, there's a bunch of wrestlers. I mean, obviously every wrestler had you know jobs before they became wrestlers. I mean, there might be some child prodigies, but whatever. Here's some real jobs that celebrities had, or that these guys had uh, before becoming celebrities. Who can you guess was a bodyguard for Fifty Cent? And technically, this person had been on TV as a wrestler a couple of times, but hadn't like really skyrocketed yet. But real wrestler, big name. You will know this person. I'm not like was a bodyguard for 50 Cent and other celebrities, but 50 Cent is the most notable. Triple H, the the Godfather, Ken Shamrock. Oh, yeah. Also, going back, Sheamus was a bodyguard as well, but didn't have any notable celebrity people or whatever. Wow, um, world's most dangerous man. Wow, yeah. I, did, I had no idea. Shamrock was he UFC first, wasn't he? Y- yeah, Shamrock was he? Yo, yo, yeah. Shamrock was absolutely a real fighter. Yeah, he was yeah. absolutely. Re- Steve, you know, we watched that MMA DVD. Yeah, we watched him back when we like. And this is Eric. Steve and I were roommates in 2005, maybe in college or whatever. And we were big wrestling fans. I mean, we kind of wavered or whatever. But Steve bought at the time it was like a UFC or an MMA or like a Pancrase DVD. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh, fighting DVDs, this would be great. And we were kind of expecting, like, wrestling. And yeah. it was just jujitsu. It was just two dudes on the ground grappling. And we were both like, what is, what is this? <laughs> like, what's, what's happening right now? And obviously, that's real fighting, but that's a whole separate yeah. thing. Who is No one's current- drinking any beer. Yeah, I was like, yes. <laughs> we're stone cold ain't out here. Why is no one wearing jeans? Right. What's going no on? One's, no one's crotch chopping. What's yeah, going on? I don't see... <laughs> Crotch job. That was we had. A, I need to go down and tell Rudy stories. If if any did Gabe or Steve, if you guys know Rudy, we need to get him on the show. Moving on. Who uh, I don't know that he's still the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. But what former wrestler was at one time? Oh, both of y'all know this. No, that was uh, Glenn Jacobs. Came. Yes, indeed. Well done, sir. All right. What current wrestler has written a few comic books that have been published? Wrestling on TV today. I don't know if today, but you know, the, now. I mean, CM Punk? Yes. Wow. yes he doesn't wrestle sir. anymore, but. Uh, Wait, are, oh, damn it. Really? Ugh. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Not, so he left. You're, I'm sure you're already familiar. He did UFC for a little while, and then he's been out of combat sports altogether since then. I had I thought he went back to. I Clearly, I'm just not educated. But yeah, I know, I know he like tried to really fight, and then I thought he went back. He didn't go back? He, 
He never went back. No, he's done a couple oh. movies. He so he's technically he was doing like a, an on air sort of thing for Fox as like an analyst. I don't know how somebody gets a job as a pro wrestling analyst, but somehow he did it. But no, he's never been on like WWE TV proper. Uh, he does not wrestled any matches since then. If you can get a job as a wrestling analyst, I want to get a job as like a bachelorette analyst because I feel it's basically yeah. the same. And I that can job has talk. to exist now, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm an uh, amateur okay. bachelorette and analyst, just so you know. Dude, yeah, I'm an independent <laughs> contracting bachelorette analyst. Yeah. Do what you love and you never work a day in your life. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> Who worked as a bail bondsman? Big boss Bobby man. the Brain. Big show. You were awfully close. Can you imagine? That would be That's so scary. That would be so intimidating. Equally yeah. intimidating, who works as a on-again, off-again real estate broker? I think that's probably applicable to a lot of guys, honestly. I would, I would uh, imagine off-again. fair. But uh, this guy has a couple of million-dollar homes sold under his belt. Hulk Hogan? What era are we talking here? Uh, to the last 30 years. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Val Venus. <laughs> the Undertaker. He oh, actually, yeah. You can Google it. He actually has oh million dollar homes sold. It's amazing. Oh All right, last one. Well, there's okay. a couple more actually, but I just think this was funny. Who played bass guitar in the band Ruckus before WWF fame? And I do mean WWF fame. That sounds, like, you, that sounds like Hulk Hogan. It is. Dude, wow. how do you... I'm impressed, genuinely, because I was trying to deep dive for some of these that are just dumb and wow. All right, two more, because one I think is easy and one is just I, I had no idea. Who played for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago White Sox Farm League? Never actually made it to their full-on, full-on, but it bounced around both the St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago White Sox Farm League. And we're going Hitman back Hart. in the day. We're going Hulk Hogan era. Hitman Hart. Uh, before him. D- d- okay. About a decade before him. Okay. I'll let uh, Stone Cold... Steve Allen. Take, take a guess, Steve. I'm trying to think back to that era. Not Randy Savage, is it? It is. Randy Savage was an amazing baseball player, apparently, according to a lot of, like, I couldn't find video. I tried. But, like, apparently, according to a lot of people and, like, old school scouts, they were like, yeah, we couldn't believe he went to wrestling. Like, we really thought he was going to make a thing. But, you know, steroids, so he just got huge. And then this one you guys probably, uh, you probably know. There's going to be a bonus quiz. Who played for the NFL Rams and Falcons? Football, NFL Rams and Falcons before, well, the, the before Goldberg, having an injury. Right? Yes, yes, Goldberg. And do you know what injury he sustained that made him stop playing? Had to be ACL. I think he tore like his, uh, like his abs, something to do with like his midsection. He um, tore his lower abdomen off of his pelvis. Oh. Completely off. Are what? you are you kidding me? That's it. It's a bad day. I can't imagine, oh. bro. That's <laughs> that, that's that bad man day is one of the tougher people. I can't even I can't even believe that. That is amazing to me. I can't that he, is, and I'm gonna end on this one because it's super dumb. Who worked as a limo driver before WWE fame? That's Bobby the Braid. The Heenan? I don't. Th- I mean, maybe, but no, that's not who I'm asking. He'd be a good limo driver, though. He would be. He would be. I would. I would get in a Bobby the Brain Heenan limo any day. Uh, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just going to say the first funny name that pops into my brain. So I'm going to say Coco Beware. <laughs> I love it, Steve. You got a guess? I'm gonna go with the giant Kamala. 
That'd have been good. That I don't know that he could have fit into a limo, but uh, but no, <laughs> believe it or not, John Cena was a limo driver, oh, which is weird one. because he he must have been pulled over constantly because the cops didn't see anybody driving a vehicle. Guys, guys, come good on, good guys, one. come on, Gabe. bring in the hits. <laughs> Bring in the hits. So, so stupid. Well, dude, Eric, genuinely, thank you for, for an hour of your time for this nonsense, man. This has been really fun. You know a lot about this stuff. What? Just, I probably should ask this to start. What got you into wrestling in the first place? Why, why are you such a fan? I honestly don't know. My first memory of pro wrestling was WrestleMania six. I remember having the WWF magazine and seeing like Hulk Hogan magazine. and the ultimate warrior them they're posing on top of a mountaintop in toronto and just seeing that as like a six-year-old kid and being like this is amazing those are the coolest uh, people ever yeah and so that hooked me and then i kind of dropped off a little while um in like my early teens and then when the attitude era hit like hulk hogan started the nwo i was Oof. i was hooked for for the remainder uh, dude, I remember NWO, and then I remember my mother purposefully buying me a NWC shirt. It was an all-black shirt with red writing just like the NWO. It had the same like kind of flecks of paint or whatever, but it was nothing uh -huh. without Christ because, obviously, because right. Texas right. Southern Baptist. Steve, you guys still sell those at your church, right? I'm, I'm sure you, you hand those out <laughs> after every sermon. Right. After the sermon, he just goes around too sweet and everybody. <laughs> Oh, if only you were Catholic, Steve. I'd imagine that you'd do the sign of the cross with the NWO <laughs> sign. I'll say, and this is unrelated to this, but where we are in West Georgia is the University of West Georgia is here, and uh, they are the wolves, and they do do this. And I was like so happy. Get out of here. I loved the wolf pack back in the day, man. <laughs> Dude, the wolf pack and, and D-Generation X, like that was like, that was as like fake rebellious, like private school me. Like, I was like, I'm so hardcore, mom. And that's probably why she buy me the shirt. So thanks, ma. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what a tough, cool dude you were. So tough and so cool. Well, man, Eric, genuinely thank you. Gabe and Steve, you know, I love you guys. So anybody out there, if you've made it through an hour of this, thank you very, very much. I seriously appreciate it. And check out Hard Mark Podcast. It's everywhere, right? I checked it on Spotify, but I imagine it's Apple and Stitcher and all the rest. Yep, yep, yep. Everywhere you can find your favorite podcast, we are there too. Go check them out. And thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. See you next time. Good stuff, y'all. That...